The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you, wishing to construct a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion? Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlookers shall laugh at him and say, This one began to build but did not have the resources to finish. Or what king, marching into battle, would not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king, advancing upon him with 20,000 troops? But if not, while he is still far away, he will send a delegation and ask for peace terms. In the same way, any one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Jesus gives us a mission to make disciples of all nations. Um, He gives us this mission, and that's been kind of the mission of this parish since I've come here, is to try to continue to remind us to make disciples of all nations, which begin with us. It begins with us. And I truly believe that that is the mission that, that this parish has and that we all have. Unfortunately, Jesus makes uh, it really difficult. <laughs> he, uh, unlike a good Navy recruiter who's going to sell you everything, you know, you get to travel the world, you get port calls and money and everything else, and all you got to do is, you know, just sign here. It's really easy. It's going to be great. You get to choose your job. They're really nice, you know, everything. Instead, Jesus goes the opposite route. Maybe more, you'd say, a Navy SEAL route, where he says, instead, you have to give up everything. And you know what? When you give up everything, then you'll be persecuted. And I can guarantee that you'll pick up your cross and that you'll suffer and you'll lose your life. And that's the start. He's not a very good recruiter. He's not a very good salesman. And so it does make it a little bit more difficult. And I think that sometimes the temptation for us to kind of um, tame Jesus or gentle Jesus and gentle Christianity uh, to make it a little bit easier to kind of say, well, uh, you know, Christianity is great. It's fun. We're going to entertain. We're going to fill you. It's uplifting, you know, and just show up when you can and do what you can. And, and it doesn't really matter. And, you know, but that's actually not what Jesus tells us. He calls us to be disciples. And he tells us that discipleship is not a bare minimum small amount, but actually everything. That we have to renounce everything. And so if we want to be true to Jesus, we want to be true to the discipleship that he is calling us to, 
He is calling us to give up not just one hour on a Sunday or a Saturday evening, or not just occasional time when we think of him or do good things, but he's calling us to give up family, our job, our house, our retirement, our promotion, our friends, our very way of life. Now, when I say give up, I don't mean to go live out on the street, right? What's amazing about Jesus is that he calls us to give up all of these things, but he calls us to give them up in the sense that we need to make sure that they are always secondary to the first of loving Jesus and loving neighbor. All these things need to be secondary goods. And that's why he uses this term hate, which isn't meant to be a term of wishing the ill of the family, okay? That would go against uh, the commandments, right? We need to honor and love, honor and respect our parents and our family and our father and mother. However, if we love our father and mother or our own children more than we love God, we cannot be his disciples. We need to love God more than our very life. And so this is a question for us of not um, of an intense and serious choice. Now, often we grow in small and incremental ways, and that's often how I try to preach is, is just trying to increase or do a little bit more at incremental times, you know, maybe five more minutes a day or, or to try to just make prayer consistent because I know that that's where a lot of us are. However, today I feel called to call us to discipleship, to holiness, not just a little bit, but all of it. And Jesus tells us, to sit, sit down and plan that out and calculate the cost. And so I just want us to th- sit for a second. Have you ever felt called to give more and haven't? Have you ever felt called to love more and yet you haven't? Have you ever felt called to pray more and spend more time with God and you haven't? What were those things that got in the way? Was it love of family? And again, a disordered way. Was it love of job or promotion or possessions, or our life? What got in the way of that? Jesus asks a lot. Jesus asks us and desires us to be his disciples. For myself, I to just share a uh, I grew up uh, Catholic and didn't really care too much, Um, went to Mass, and eventually started learning a little bit more in college and started to feel called a little bit more. And I I started doing more kind of incrementally, but still was very much at a place where I only accepted Christianity 
or Catholicism to the degree that it kind of fit with my worldview, right, with my life. As long as it improved my life, then great, you know, this is a good thing, right? And I saw good things within it. You know, as you give more to other people, you get a lot back, right? So that's a good thing, right? Because I'm getting more back. Um, But uh, I got uh, asked to go on a a mission trip over spring break my sophomore year. And initially, I kept on saying no, but then I had nothing else to do over spring break, so I went. Um, And it was on that spring break mission trip that I saw people who were living as disciples, Now, I had seen other people living as disciples, but these were radical disciples. These were the missionaries of charity, Mother Teresa's order, who lived with utter poverty and lived in dangerous areas. The Franciscan CFRs who also lived in the roughest parts of of neighborhoods and served the poor and knew them by name. It was the Sisters of Life who, again, lived out a, a radical poverty and yet a radical joy as well. And it was in these kind of experiences that I saw discipleship as more than just going to Mass on Sunday or what fit with my life. But I saw someone who followed what Jesus says here of hating their father and mother and their very life and picking up their cross and giving and renouncing all possessions to be his disciples. And instead of finding sadness or dejection or loss, I found the happiest people that I had ever met. And one of those nights I was praying, uh, we had adoration one of those nights, and Jesus challenged me radically in that moment and, and questioned whether I really believed in him. Because my life was not any different. I could not point to any real difference that my life was whether God existed or whether he didn't. I looked at my life and I said, you know what? If God turns out to not be real, I'm not out that much. And that was a problem. Because that means that I I wasn't really a disciple of Jesus. I was a disciple of the world and a disciple of myself. And so that changed my view, my kind of engagement in Catholicism to not say, what little can I give to get back, but how much can I give? And in that, I'll say it's not easy, certainly so, and every single day I'm called to a deeper, you know, discipleship. It's not as if I have it all together. I don't. Jesus challenged me then, and he challenges me every single day. Because you know what? This world continues to want us to become disciples of the world, disciples of wealth, disciples of influence, disciples of possessions, instead of a disciple of love, a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now, all of that comes ultimately through Jesus Christ. And this is one of my favorite. I'm going to read two quotes kind of to finish us off here. One is to recognize that, that again, that call to discipleship isn't just, uh, um, just something that we wake up one day necessarily. It's a call of Jesus Christ. And so uh, in Pope Benedict's encyclical Deus Caritas Des, God is love, he starts out with this beautiful quote. He says, Being Christian 
is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but an encounter with an event, a person, which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. And I would say that's what we desire, is an encounter with a person. And I know that not every single Mass feels like an encounter with a person, an encounter with Jesus Christ, but he is here. A lot of times we close ourselves off to him instead of opening ourselves up to him. And I just invite us to please open ourselves up to to him. Not a watered-down Jesus, but to who he really is in the Word of God and within the Eucharist itself. And I'll finish with, with this other quote from Imitation of Christ with Mother Teresa had her Bible and she had Imitation of Christ. These were the two books that she always had with her. Uh, This is a devotion that's uh, been a huge devotion within Catholicism for the last few hundred years. And one of my favorite quotes from it goes like this. And so this is the voice of Christ. So this is the voice of Jesus speaking. It says, The world which promises small and passing things is served with great eagerness. I promise great and eternal things and the hearts of men grow dull. It's sad to think about how much God wants to give us. How much freedom he wants to give us. How much joy he wants to give us. How much life he desires to give into our life. And yet our hearts grow dull. And yet we look at how little we can give instead of how much. Pray that, again, we might be called disciples of Jesus Christ in the holism that Jesus Christ calls us to renounce all, to pick up our cross, and follow him.